You're listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to She Said What. If you haven't been here before, then oh my God, what the heck? Welcome. How exciting. And if you have been here before, then you know what's up. You already know what's up, so what's up? Um, Today's episode, we are going to be talking about the eight things that I think are the most important things that, you know, I wish I knew eight years ago or the eight life lessons, biggest life lessons that I've learned in the last few years because I have had a bit of a crazy last few years and I will go through that in just a moment. Um, But I've gone through quite the journey and I am in a place right now that I never thought I would be in. I am extremely grateful for what I do. I'm very fucking proud of myself for how far I've come because goddamn, I was a mess. Um, And, you know, from time to time I still... I'm obviously not saying that I am the most genius person and this is why you should be like me. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. But ultimately, it's kind of it's kind of what I am saying. So, shit. Anyways, stick around. We're going to go through these things. It's going to be a lot of fun and you're going to hear some stories along the way. If you don't already follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you have found me in this world, then go for that. You know, go go do that. And uh, I'm on TikTok and Instagram at Alyssa Taylor Harper if you want to put a face to the name. Okay, great. Let's go. First of all, if you don't care about my weekly update and you know me well enough that you don't want to hear my life story, then skip to about 10 minutes. All right? Great. And as we do, I will give you a quick update on my week. This week has been a very, it's been, it's been an interesting week to say the least. Um, I've been being more social, which is good. I'm, you know, leaving my house, which is always a plus. Spending a lot of the time in the sun because uh, it's actually sunny in Sydney. Bless. Uh, Thank God, because I was starting to fall into my deep depression. And it was really just, I needed something to yank me out. And vitamin D just slapped me across the face. And I'm back, back and better than ever. So that's very exciting for me. Um, Other than that, uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been been busy. It's been real busy. I did not do an episode last week, which I do apologize for. Um, uh, Do I have any excuses? No. I hold myself accountable. And unfortunately... I just didn't meet the mark. I just did. It was an L. Okay. But we're moving on. We're here now. Thank God. So eight life lessons. Look, I've actually been asked to make this kind of episode so many times. And the reason I haven't done it is purely because I'm like, I don't know. Part of me is like, why the fuck do people want to learn shit like that from me? But I mean, look, you're the ones who asked. So here we are. All right. Take it or leave it. I don't know. It's what you wanted. So you're going to get it. Um, I have actually been through (laughs) quite a lot in the last few years. And I have a bit of a crazy kind of story. And I I guess this is why people want to hear how I fucking survived. So I guess that's why I'm sharing about it. Uh, Quick, quick rundown of my life. I grew up in Canada. Uh, nice little, nice little family, nice little, you know, nothing too crazy going on. Um, that's basically, you know, just the, my childhood. It was, I had a good childhood. Um, I got to the age of like 15, 16 and started to get really into the church because my family was religious, uh, Christian Pentecostal and lol. And I became a worship leader very young, actually. It was really funny because everyone else on stage was like old, not old, but like 
you know, like adults. And I thought it was really cool because I was like 15. So I was like, yeah, sick. And so I was really a part of it. And I really liked it. I think I liked being on stage. I liked like singing because I obviously love music. And I just, it was my, I obviously, no, I, I like music. So of course I, you know, I was into it and I thought it was cool. And um, yeah, I mean, I did really connect with being spiritual and having that part of me as well. And it was a really big part of my life. And I just got more and more into it to the point that I decided to go to Bible college after uh, high school. So six months after, after high school, I moved to Sydney, Australia for a, uh, a school, a college, if you will. Um, it's called Hillsong College. I've talked about this before on the podcast. It's not a surprise. It's not a, it's not, that's not tea for you. I went to Hillsong and, um, I did their college and I did it for two years. The first year I met somebody, I fell in love with them. We got engaged after a year, I would say less than a year really of actual dating, it was a year from when I met them, if, if that gives you more context. And then um, we got married and I went into my second year at Bible college and I was starting to kind of be like, mm, I think this is all bullshit and I do think I want to leave because I was going through a lot of the time where I just, I felt so much shame, so much shame around everything, fucking everything, sexuality, um, I'm bisexual and I wasn't out yet and I was just like, fuck, like, uh, I didn't know how to dress, I didn't know who to be friends with, I was constantly getting in trouble for doing all the shit that you're not supposed to do in Bible college and there's so many times where they like threatened to kick me out and I was like yeah fair like and, and to be fair the things that they didn't let you do and these are grown adults we're talking about was like drink smoke have sex like anything that they deemed to be like inappropriate even if you know everything other than I guess sex outside of marriage the pastors are like allowed to do it's just kind of a fucked up system anyways so I was a part of that and yeah it was it was hell it was horrible it was the worst mental health I've ever had in my life I actually went on medication for my mental health at that time uh lol and was diagnosed with depression and uh, anxiety and I mean, in the, I guess they're always, they've been things that I've always struggled with, but ultimately like I hadn't been that bad. Like if you, if you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Like it was just one of those really bad times. Um, and just having panic attacks all the time and whatever. It was a very, very triggering environment. Like just like the worst environment for someone who's anxious and worried about what people think of them. Um, cause you literally are being told that you're being watched and like, if you fuck up, like we're going to kick you out of the country. So, you know, it wasn't like the, the least in, like pressure environment definitely a high pressure environment so anyways I was in that for about two years I realized I didn't want to be part of it but then COVID happened and so it was all online and I was like whatever like this is my visa through my school and if I get kicked out or if I stop doing the schooling I'm gonna have to go home and that's not an option because at that point I'm obviously engaged whatever we got married during COVID six months after we got engaged so I got married a year and a half after I started dating someone. <laughs> Lol. It's like very gay of me, but except for the fact that it was a man. So yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. When you're bisexual, everyone's like, yay. And then you tell them you're dating a straight man and they're like, whoa, come on. You know what I mean? It is it is what it is, but that's what happened. And I love him dearly. His name's Samuel. If you don't listen to the podcast already, you guys know about Sam. If you have, you guys know, you, you guys know. Uh, anyways, but yeah, so we got married and then I decided, fuck this, I need to get out of here. Decided to leave the church. Um, you know, went through a whole season of reconstructing my beliefs and figuring out what the purpose of life was because it was smacked, it smacked me in the face. My whole life I had such a secure foundation of like, this is what my life is and this is how I live my life. And like, if I have any question about how what I should do, I just look to this thing and then there's always gonna be an answer. And it was like so simple 
Uh, and then things got really confusing. And I was like, shit, everything's really up to me, huh? Like, <laughs> it was just like, oh, wow. Um, and I actually made a whole episode on this. I think it's my last episode or my second last one from now. Deconstructing your beliefs. I think I called it something like that. And um, I really talk about that journey specifically of like going through beliefs and how to like rewire your brain to like, go into the things you want to believe, even if it doesn't feel like natural to you and how to separate yourself from the trauma that you might have from those past experiences with being a part of like a church or whatever. So that's a whole episode in itself and I have created it. So you can go uh, listen to that if you'd like to. But uh, basically from there, I've now been in Australia from, for four years and out of the church for like whatever it was, two years or a year and a half now. Um, and I've just, I'm a completely different person. I mean, in comparison to who I was when I was in high school before I moved to Australia uh, to now, it's just like crazy. The difference is crazy. And I cannot believe how not confident I was, how I didn't go for opportunities, how I didn't think, think things could be for me. Like I just really didn't see myself at like the level that I would have, that I would, I wanted to be at. Like, I just didn't think, it, I genuinely didn't think it was possible. I just saw myself like, you know, this is my family. This is my hometown. This is blah, 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 blah. And I think it's a lot of things. I think it was going through that huge, like change in beliefs. I think it was like having all these different relationships come into my life at one time, being forced to like learn how to live your life in a whole new environment, like random shit, like how to get from place to place and like where things are and like making new friendships and all of these things that were like just really intense to be doing when you're like, 18 and like fresh out of high school. Um, and it taught me a lot and I'm fucking happy now. I'm so, so, so happy where I'm at, but it's different. It's so different now to like, I think what people see and also what people think my life is like, and also what I thought my life was going to be like living here. It's so different because life is still life, but it's just so different. Um, anyways, I love Sydney. I'm very happy to be in Sydney and that's kind of where I'm at now. Oh yeah. Along the way I came out as bisexual, told my partner, he was like, yeah, sick. Um, and that was it. So that's basically it, but I'm going to go through these eight points. Sorry that took a while, but you know, had to give you a little, the little lowdown on my life. So you weren't confused and you know now why I'm qualified to talk to you about extreme life changes. All right. Great. All right. Life lesson. Number one is you can do whatever you want. Here's the thing. When you stop believing that the ideas within our society are actual rules, when you figure out that that's not a real thing, everything changes. Like that, like I said, when I was younger, when I was living in my hometown, when I only knew people that were like me, that spoke like me, that thought like me, I just thought that is life until I got out and was like, whoa, there's like a whole world out there. And like, I can literally do whatever I want. Like, if I want to have some, not that this is good, but if I want to have some crazy ass beliefs, I will dead ass find people that are like, yeah, hundred percent. And then if I want to reconfirm that that thing is true, I just need to be thinking that that thing is true. And my brain will naturally confirm that over and over again. Confirmation bias is what our brains do. It creates pathways and it goes down those pathways and it goes, yep, this is the thing that's correct and true constantly because it wants to be right. That's how your fucking brain works. And I always just thought that, you know, no, I am in control, but you know, you're, you're not in control if you are constantly 
believing that you must be right. And if you are going down that way and not being open to different ideas, because you will just confirm it over and over again. And you'll find friends that go, yep, that's so true. And, you know, you'll make yourself comfortable and you'll have your, your little life, but you end up at the end of the day getting trapped in it. Like at the end of the day, you end up being trapped in potentially things that you wouldn't actually naturally believe or going for a job that you don't actually want because you think that people will think that it's a good job. And a lot of it, it's it's subconscious. It's not that we're consciously doing this. It's that we're people pleasers and we're these things that we don't realize we are until it creates a big enough problem that we have to change it about ourselves. And we can do whatever we want literally whatever. And a lot of the time we are basing things off of comfort or we put ourselves in boxes and we say things like, you know, I'm, I'm introverted. So I don't want to go out tonight because I'm someone who likes to stay at home. And you think that's true about yourself. So you don't allow yourself to go for opportunities. Or maybe you say, you know, you heard someone saying growing up your whole life, I'm scared of public speaking, for example. So then you go, well, yeah, I'm scared of public speaking. That's really scary. That's a scary thing to do. I wouldn't want to do that because because that's, you know, I've learned that that's a scary thing. And so you go your whole life saying, well, I wouldn't want a job where I have to speak in front of people. So I think this is the kind of job I would go for. And you make so many choices based off these beliefs that you have about yourself. Uh, But you can literally change who you are. You can literally become a completely different person. And I will say, yes, it's easier to do if you're literally picking your life up and moving across the world. Like in theory, I could have showed up in Australia and been a completely different person. Like deadass just full 180'd my personality. I didn't, but I mean, that would have been funny. And I could have done that. But you can also do that in your life now. In the same job, with the same relationships, you can still become a different person as you work towards becoming the version of yourself that you want to become. And I know that's very like like woo-woo or kind of like flighty or whatever. You know, be the best version of you. But it's kind of real, you know? If you think of who you actually want to be, that person that you think in the future is going to be the happy version of you, when you start to take a second and think about who that person is, instead of thinking that that will happen one day, maybe you should just like do a thing a day to get you to that place. Maybe it's like, oh, I see someone who is like active and healthy. It's like, okay, well, it's like maybe you can just like implement things now to do that, you know? Or I see someone who has like really good friendships and like is surrounded by good, healthy people. It's like, okay, well, maybe you can like try to make the effort to hang out with like one person now because like that's never going to be built overnight. Anyways, point being is that you can do whatever you want. You can create the life that you want to create regardless of your situation. And yes, there will be specific things that hold you back. And those things might be money or it might be relationships. You know, it might be um, debt or things that, you know, you have in your past, traumas, whatever. But there's always a way forward. There's always a way forward. And you can become that version of yourself one day. You, you will become better over time. You know, you can do that. Absolutely. Um, but that does take effort and that does take implementing things over time. A big thing I wanted to draw out here was really just this idea of people pleasing and realizing how many of my decisions are based off of a shame emotion. How many of my decisions are based off of me thinking this is what people would want out of me, you know, or this is what a blank person does. This is what a good daughter does. This is what a good partner does. This is what a good employee does. You know what I mean? You sit here and you just fill in these blanks and you're actually not making any choices based off of what you actually want. And when I started making decisions based off of what I wanted, it changed my life. And this is what I want you to take from this is you need to start looking at your calendar you need to start looking at your friendships. You need to start looking at the food you eat and the life you live and the decisions you make and ask yourself, are these things that I want to be 
doing. And I'm so committed to this that at this point, if I see something on my schedule, even if it's work, even if it's just for money or whatever, I will literally look at it and go, if I don't want to do it, I'm going to find a way to get that thing out of my schedule. And maybe that doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to quit my job this week. But that means, okay, I'm going to work really hard at this thing, this separate thing, so that I can potentially quit my job one day. You know what I mean? Not that I want to, but you know what I mean? That kind of thing. I sit there and I make choices consistently to be able to create the life that I actually want. And that's not this flighty, like, you know, nice thing to say. It actually means sitting there and working towards that (laughs) and creating that. Number two, relationships take effort and learning to communicate should be a huge priority. And I think this is so important, not just in like romantic relationships, although it obviously is very, very important in romantic relationships because communication is usually going to be harder in those types of relationships or a lot of the time it is, um, or even family relationships as well is a very big one. Um, but learning to create relationships that you want, look for relationships that you want, knowing what you want in a friend, knowing just like basic things, like what do you genuinely like in your friends? What do you like about a good friend? Is it someone who is a good listener? Is it someone who's funny? Is it someone that makes you feel safe? Is it someone that you can do a specific thing with, like go do a certain sport together or whatever, you have a similar interest, like what do you actually want in a friend? Because if you aren't actually looking for people to fill those spaces in your life and to fill your time with, your valuable time with, and you're just hanging out with people that you've always hung out with because it's comfortable or you're hanging out with the people that your friends bring around, you know, or you're just putting yourself in, in a space to be like, see, I have friends, even if you don't like your friends, then that's not a good thing. Like relationships take time and effort. And I would say when you're younger, it doesn't really seem like it. And a lot of people go through this experience where they get out of school or they go into a season where they're just working or they go into a season where maybe they're new to like university or whatever. And they're like really just making friends or whatever. And they're like, wow, like this actually takes so much time and effort. How the fuck do I have friends as an adult? Because this is a lot and it is a lot, but it is worth it. And having a good community and having people that you can talk to about things and genuinely trust when things come up, like, that is so, so, so important. And we just, we work better in community as humans. It just is what we need it. Like we need human interaction. We know that like the biggest, um, what's the word? Oh, like torture methods have to do with isolating people. And it's isolation is one of the worst things that you can do to a human. And even in small ways that can affect us if it means just not having people to be around, to talk to, to trust, to laugh with, to enjoy. So it's so worth working on your friendships. And if you're someone who is at a point where you're like, I don't need any friends. Like I love my alone time and like, or I have my boyfriend or like whatever. I get it. I've been there in my life, but also that is not a good situation to be in. Um, not just for like your safety and your, you know, that you wouldn't want to rely on say like just a partner specifically, but also just for you, you deserve to have people that you want in your life that, that give you something that you give to them that you find fulfilling. Um, and I think that should be a high priority and like a big goal. 
A few quick points on like relationships and specifically communication. I think first of all, just drop the ego. It's really hard to do, but if you want to be friends with someone or you want to hang out with them, don't be weird about it. Just be like, hey, we should hang out sometime. Like, what do you have to lose? I think people are so fucking weird about relationships where they're just like, oh, what if they think I'm weird? Who gives a fuck if they think you're weird, bro? If they like aren't feeling similar towards you, you know, especially in like, you know, romantic relationships or whatever, who then who cares? What do you have to lose? But if they are, you've told them, you've just progressed that so much further and you've put yourself out there. And I think the more you put yourself out there, the more you end up just having really great conversations, like talking to the people that are around you and like starting conversations and, you know, being friendly to like random people that you're not going to get anything out of, but you just become that person in all these spaces and you find way better connections. And I think our ego holds us back so much and it's not ego in the sense of like, you're trying to do it. It's just that voice in your head that tells you you need to fit in. And I think it's about breaking that down over time, which obviously comes with confidence and comes with internal work. Uh, But it is very helpful if you can do that. Next little point on that is learning to communicate and apologize. Learning to apologize is actually so, so important for relationships, friendships, and definitely romantic relationships. Um, I've talked about this before, but there's something called the four-step apology where you apologize. I forget what the actual words are for, but it's like you say you're sorry, you say what you're sorry for, um, you ask them if there's anything that... Oh, you ask them if they forgive you. That's the third one, if they forgive you. And then the last one is if there's anything that you can do to like make amends for the situation. And even just those four points has helped me so much in my relationship with my partner um, and other people in my life, like my family and stuff like that, because it really has clarified so many conversations and it's just made things a lot easier. And so I would take some time to think about how am I in relationships? Like, am I actually a good communicator? Do I say how I feel or do I often people please or hold back my emotions or et cetera, et cetera, and take some time to think about that because the better you can get at communicating, the easier relationships are and the more open you are to different relationships because you don't see them as being so much work. If you're someone that thinks relationships are a lot of work, it might come back to you and it's worth thinking about. Another one to prioritize relationships that make you feel safe, that make you feel affirmed, that make you feel confident in yourself and being aware of people that drag you down. It is unfortunate, but you will have people in your life that are very close to you that will not have your best intentions. They will not have good intentions towards you. They don't care if you are doing well if anything they might be jealous you will have that you will have people that especially when they're super close to you because what we do is we compare ourselves to the people that are close to us because they are people that we could see oh yeah I could be like them like there's a difference between comparing yourself to like Selena Gomez or fucking Taylor Swift or whatever I don't know you know comparing yourself to someone like that or comparing yourself to your sister. Because like your sister, it's like, oh, I could be like my sister. We come from a similar background, whatever, whatever. But then if they do really well in their life, it's like, fuck, like now I have to do all this shit and then you can suddenly feel down in comparison to them. And so you'll get people in your life who don't handle that feeling well. And uh, if you're that person, I'm calling you out. 
because also work on that. <laughs> that's that's separate. But be aware of the people who are around you. And when you tell them good news about something going on in your life, are they like, wow, that's so sick. I'm so happy for you. Oh my God. Are they getting excited with you? Or are they kind of trying to end the conversation? Are they questioning it? Are they putting you down? Are they telling you your ideas aren't good? Are they acting like the things that you want to do are... Um, too out there and like, you know, not really possible. Are they putting you down? Because that energy will affect you. And people telling you that you are not good over and over, especially in your close life, people that you're meant to be trusting, it will affect you and it will stop your creative process and your healing process and your growth if you're around that kind of energy. And so, Yes, relationships are a huge priority, but also be aware of the people in your life that aren't serving you anymore and know when those relationships are not worth it and maybe stepping away and having one less friend um, is more necessary than having people around you that are ultimately not helping you. Like personally, I would rather be alone than have people in my life that aren't supportive. You know what I mean? And obviously that's not the goal, but in like a toxic situation, yeah, fuck them, fuck them. <laughs> now, my last thought on relationships, and this one is so important. One relationship is not going to fulfill everything that you're looking for. A lot of the time, and this is kind of counterintuitive to something else I've said, and that's why I think it's important that I say this, is you will have an idea of what you want in a partner or what you want in a friend. And then if that person doesn't meet all of those requirements, you can feel like you are not a good match or like it's not going to be a good friendship. And sometimes you're just going to have friends that like you laugh with and you hang out with and you have a good time with, but like, it's not super deep, you know, or you'll have friendships where it's like always pretty deep. And, you know, maybe it's not like the craziest times or maybe you wouldn't go out with them or whatever, but like you have the best chats, you know, or you have a friend or even a romantic relationship that, you know, makes you feel loved and cared for and comforted and all these other things, but then they don't want to do a specific activity with you. And so I think it's just really important that you take some time to understand that maybe you need different types of people in your life as well. And people can struggle with this one when they have a friend group that say they've always hung out with and all the friends are very similar, but maybe you're, you don't want to go out all the time anymore. Maybe you're getting fucking too old for that shit. Or maybe your friends aren't really out there enough and you want to go experience things and you kind of feel like you're living in their little bubble. It's time to branch out and just look for different types of relationships because that can be a really, really cool thing once you get in the flow of that. All right. Number three, how you treat yourself largely impacts how other people treat you. You can teach people how to treat you. This one is so important. Oh my God. If you show up to a space and you are small in that space and people ask you to do things and you go, yes, no problem, of course, right away. And you are submissive in the sense that you are people pleasing to the point that you just want people to like you. And you think that that's going to get people to like you and respect you and want to be around you. You are wrong. (laughs) If you're trying to play the game, you're playing it wrong, bitch. Okay. People respect people that have boundaries. People actually respect boundaries. And when you're a people pleaser, and that's who I'm speaking to right now, you go for things and say yes to things because you think that that's going to make that person go, wow, this is someone I want to be around. This is something that I really appreciate. They're doing the good thing. And so I think they are good. And yes, you should be good to people and, you know, be sacrificial in moments and, you know, but 
ultimately, it is so important that you show who you are by standing up for yourself and having boundaries in your life. Because boundaries doesn't mean um, being mean to people. Boundaries doesn't mean ignoring people. Boundaries doesn't mean being hateful towards people that you don't you know, like or respect or whatever. It means telling yourself that you are going to go for the things that you want and not go for the things that you don't want. And I found for me professionally, I did this a lot. Like if someone wanted to work together, I would be like, oh, I guess, sure. Cause I would feel bad saying no. Or if someone wanted to, uh, you know, or even like for when I worked in hospitality, like picking up a shift. Oh my God. I used to feel so bad, so bad. If I couldn't come in and help and whatever, I feel like I was letting the team down, you know, but at the end of the day, God, you are more important, okay? You are more important. They're going to figure it out. It's going to be fine. You need to try to break free of this idea that you are getting people to like you by doing everything that everyone wants you to do. You're going to burn out. It's going to ruin your relationships and it's going to hurt you so much ultimately. And at the end of the day, you didn't solve world hunger you like filled in on a 12-hour shift that you definitely didn't need to be at because there was definitely enough people there and you went to an event that you didn't want to go to and you got drunker than you meant to and you stayed out too late and you felt like shit the next day and it's those things okay it's those things where you're like I don't really want to but I guess I will because I have to because I need to please people it's fucking not worth it. There's actually a really good episode on the podcast. It's called She... No, what's it called? It's called She Said What? <laughs> no. Um, it's called Do You Fucking Mind by Alexis Fernandez. And if you literally look up, um, like, treat people or whatever, I'll put it in the, I'll put it in the episode uh, podcast notes, obviously, if you guys want to go look at that. Um, but she talks about this in that episode really, really helped me at a time when I actually had a manager... And I was working at this restaurant and he was the worst. He was the fucking worst. Like, I don't know how to explain it. He was like the devil of a man. Like, I'm assuming no one's going to know him who listens to this episode or podcast. I wouldn't think so. Um, But he's like this tall, lanky, like skinny guy with like long ass hair, but like it's like thin and he's kind of like balding, you know what I mean? Like in his 30s, thinks he's really cool, but like obviously has horrible self like um, confidence issues. You know what I mean? When like, certain men like just really and I mean women as well I guess and anybody fucking they hate themselves so they like take it out in a way where they're super cocky and it's like really weird to watch and if you have a brain you just see them and you're like Jesus Christ what is wrong with them anyways that was him and I just hated him and he used to treat me like shit for no reason but because I was just like a younger woman and, you know, didn't know how to respond, I'd be like, hi, you're so crazy. And like would laugh at his jokes and I would immediately feel like shit, immediately feel like shit. The moment I would laugh at him saying something that was even like rude against somebody, you know, making fun of somebody. I just wanted, because I was like threatened by him to be accepted by him, which is so fucked because I hated him. Anyways, (laughs) don't do that. Okay. Through that situation, I took some time and this is when I learned this lesson. And that's why I guess why it's come up. It's just so important that you set your boundaries, you decide what you want and what you don't want, and you communicate them and you stop feeling guilt for not doing things that people want you to do because you need to make your own choices at the end of the day. You will stay stuck if you don't start to separate these things. That was tough love. And it's because guess what? I love you. All right. Number four, you don't want things that don't want you. Ooh. 
this goes for so many things, relationships, job places, what workplaces, <laughs> job places, workplaces, you know, people, situations, anything. You don't want to be there if you are not wanted. And this is really hard. If you are in love with somebody and they're not showing that they want to be with you, you can get so stuck on it and that is fucked. It's a fucked feeling, but you do not want it. Do not waste your time on people that will not give you the time of day. Do not chase after it. If they do not want it, they are not for you. There are so many people in this world. There are so many jobs in this world. There are so many places in this world, if you are not meant to be somewhere and you are not naturally getting those things coming to you, then stop pushing for it. I don't, I'm not saying you shouldn't work hard. I'm not saying that in relationships you shouldn't communicate and that, you know, if you have one fight that you should just break it off. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that if you have been going on something for a really long time and it's just not quite happening, then maybe it's worth changing directions. Oh, I've hit my mic. Sorry. Changing directions or just asking yourself, is this really what I want or am I doing this for the wrong reasons? Because I find if I end up in this situation, where I notice myself really trying to do something that just isn't quite coming through, like working with a brand or something. If it's, you know, that's, I don't know, something I've been fucking doing recently. And say I'm talking to someone and they are just not quite, they're like, mm, nah, we can't mm, pay you that. Or like, nah, we don't want your creative direction. We want you to do this. Or, eh. you know, they just don't seem like they trust you. They don't really want whatever you have to give. Nah. Nah, you have so much to give. You should not change yourself to fit into somebody else's box. And I think that's a big part of it. You should not become something that you are not or try to act a certain way to get someone to like you, which is a big thing, to to create this version of yourself that isn't you. Because at the end of the day, what are you going to do? Sustain that version of yourself or become that thing that you aren't to fit in no, you can't. You, you won't last. You know you won't last that way. So you have to be true to yourself. You have to say, I'm only going to go for the things that I genuinely want. And I'm only going to put myself in spaces where people actually want me there. And you're going to feel a lot better being in those spaces because you're going to feel appreciated. You're going to feel trusted. You're going to feel energized. You're going to learn and you're actually going to grow in your craft or your relationship or whatever it is because it's authentic and it's actually like pulling you into the energy that you're meant to be flowing in. And again, I know that sounds a bit woo-woo, but whatever. It, it's true. It, it's whether you want to call it energy or happy, you know, happier mindset or fulfillment, you know, job or relationship fulfillment. It's, it should feel somewhat natural. Yes, it can be effort, and it can be hard work, but you want to be wanting to do that work. And sometimes this doesn't mean that you should quit your job the next day. Maybe it does mean that, um, but maybe it doesn't mean that. Maybe it means that you start to make decisions now to slowly move away from that thing, whether that's moving out of a friend group and just finding some new friends or moving out of uh, uh, your hometown or even like moving an hour away, like fuck, just to get out, you know? Doing something that is outside of your comfort zone and actually approaching this new style of living that you want to be living. This kind of goes into the last point, but how you treat people and how people, wait, no, how people treat you is definitely affected by how you treat yourself. 
And if you put yourself in situations that you don't even want to be in, then you're fucking wasting your time. (laughs) You are. I've seen myself do this, like I said, professionally, and I've also seen myself do it in relationships where I've been like, I'm really into this guy. I want to start acting like him or laughing like him or making jokes, you know, making jokes like him or talking the way he talks or post things that I know that he would like. And it becomes, it fucks your brain so hard. And then when that relationship changes or something happens, what do you do? You know, you're going to suddenly be like, oh shit, what do I do now? And you literally lose yourself. And the moment you start to lose yourself in those little moments, it just grows. And it gets to the point where you don't really know who you are anymore. You don't feel authentic to yourself. And that is so much harder to dig yourself out of than if you had just been true to yourself the whole time. And now you're just getting over a relationship or a situation or a job or whatever. You're able to move forward because at least you know through all of it, you stayed authentic to who you are. Not everyone is going to like you. And that's fine. You need to allow things to naturally flow into your life. And you have to try not to have a scarcity mindset around opportunities, money, relationships, right? Like, oh, well, if I'm not their friend, like then I don't have any friends. Or if I don't take this job, then I'm not going to have any money. Or, I, you know, if I, if I don't go for this opportunity, like how do I know when the next one's going to come up? Like I know it is scary and we can have those mindsets. It's, that's, it's a scarcity mindset around these things. I get that. And yes, if you absolutely need the money or whatever, or you literally are like, well, they're my only friend, so it is fine for now. And you're okay to make that decision. Sure. You know, of course you have to do that. But I'm at a point now in my life where I just genuinely believe money will come. It's going to come, whatever, you know, I'm never going to step out and do something I don't want to do for money, you know, or I just believe relationships will come. I know that I've created a type of person that I am where I will talk to people in a room where, you know, I don't know enough people that I, I don't know what to do. So I just, I will talk to people and I know that I'm that person now. So I don't have a fear around holding on to things, especially if I tie them to my identity. And when you tie things to your identity, like your friendships or your job or whatever, the idea of losing those things is really scary. And so I think that does come back to internal work of starting to separate who you are as a person from the things that you do as a person and start to understand who actually am I and And I think that's a big way to kind of fix that scarcity mindset. And that sounds very simple, but it does actually really help you. And if you connect with this one, then I would challenge you to do that. Sit down and make a little jot note sheet of like things that you know that you innately are or what your values are that have nothing to do with your job or any relationship or anything that could change. It's really important to kind of get that understanding of yourself so that you can walk in a room confident knowing those things about yourself. Number five is that your mental and physical health comes down to the most basic fucking things. Eat, sleep, rest, exercise, human interaction, etc. I went through a whole fitness health journey. And uh, when I first started that journey and I followed people on Instagram and did all the things that I thought you were supposed to do when you, you know, first get into that shit, I, I did so much. Like, I feel like I took every goddamn supplement on the market. I thought I needed to work out a million days a week. I thought I had to eat perfectly healthy. I just was so extreme. And you just end up fucking yourself over because it's the it's basic things. It's like eating somewhat healthy, like healthy enough, get some veggies in there, you know, so you can feel good. Sleeping enough. Sleep is a big one. I hadn't prioritized sleep in my life until mm, probably about two years ago. And ever since I actually started prioritizing my sleep and started saying, you know, I actually need eight hours to function. I actually need that. And if it's more, that's fine. 
If it's less, then also great. But you need to know how much sleep do I actually need and you need to prioritize it because your brain, the research that I have like gone through and the things that I, I've just, I don't know why I've really, ca- I really cared about this topic at one point and I got really into it. Um, it it's crazy how much your brain is affected the next day emotionally, um, decision-making, how skilled you are at the things you would normally be good at. It's crazy how much it is affected by getting a lack of sleep and it really can affect your overall mental health and you need to prioritize sleep. There's so many things that you can do to do that, like you know, starting to create a regular schedule, going to sleep around the same time every night, you know, creating that connection with your body where your body has a certain flow to it. There's things like blue right, blue light glasses and things like that that you can implement. There's so many little tips and tricks, you know, on sleep, but it is so necessary to take some time to think about it because it really does affect you. It really, really does. Um, exercise obviously is a huge one for me. Exercise is just for my mental health. Like I'm a Pilates instructor now, so obviously it's a huge part of my life. But for years, it was just the one thing that really kept me fucking sane. And I really think that... If you struggle with your mental health, go to exercise. I know it's annoying. I know it sounds like, mm, I just want to do that one crazy, very specific thing that like I was on TikTok. And I get that. But also you need to just do the, like the bare minimum. And I'm telling you, it's going to help you. I find another thing that's really helped me is just creating habits. Uh, if you haven't read the infamous Atomic Habits, go read that shit. It is actually really helpful. And um learning to figure out how your brain works as well. Like, do I work better in the day? Do I work better at night? Do I have a lot of energy in the morning? Do I not? If I don't, how can I fix that? Or do I need to fix that? Can I actually have a slower morning and then get work done at night? Sure. But figure out how you work and really start to listen to yourself. I think so many people just complain about, oh, I'm so tired all the time. Or, oh, I'm, you know, I wish I had a better diet or I wish I had this or I wish I had that. And if they just took a second to ask their body on a regular basis, like, what do I need right now? And actually got in tune with their bodies, they would live in so much more of a flow. And especially for the vulva owners, um, if you don't know anything about cycle syncing, cycle syncing is fucking amazing and will change your life because your hormones do crazy different shit week to week. And if your hormones are changing, it's going to change so many things like your libido, you know, how much you want to have sex, um, your, what you want to eat, you know, your cravings. It can even change like how attracted you are to different types of people. It's insane. It changes your brain so much, your energy levels, all of these things. And it is so necessary that you start to learn about what's going on so that you can actually help your body in the different phases of your cycle. And if you want to hear more about that, I do have other episodes on that. And I also have also made a bunch of TikToks on it if you like don't want to go listen to a whole episode, but that's there for you. I have a few different episodes. I have one um, with a cycle syncing coach. I actually have two with three, three with cycle syncing coaches. So I've gotten really into it in the past. Go listen to those episodes if that interests you. Number six, your perception of your reality is so much more important than your reality. You have so much more power to change your life than you think you do. And I say this with a grain of salt because obviously, you know, if you are struggling with your mental health, right? Okay. Yes, obviously that's not your fault. That is your brain doing crazy shit. And, you know, that does, that makes it harder for you than your average typical healthy human, right? I get that. But as someone who has been diagnosed with anxiety and depression, um, I have been able 
to go off medication, which I'm not saying is a must at all, but I've been able to do that because I chose that I wanted to do that and I was able to do it and I'm fucking, I'm here, you know? So it is interesting because at the time when I was struggling with it, I might've been like, oh, it's so hard for me and no one gets it. And you know, my, my, my situation's so hard. And I think one day I just got fucking sick of being sad. I got sick of being anxious. I got sick of all this bullshit. And I was like, whatever, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do this thing. I'm choosing to be here. You know what I mean? Like, this is the thing. People who have struggled with, oh, I don't want to say it, but wanting to not be here. Um, once you realize that you chose this shit, you kind of have to take ownership of it in a weird way. And I hope that that's relatable. Um, actually, I hope that's not relatable. I hope you haven't struggled with that. But if you have, you're fucking here. So you chose this shit. So what are you going to do? Waste it? No. You know what I mean? You're going to use it. And so that's where I'm at. I'm like, fuck, I'm, you know, I got to do this shit now. So here we are. And I think when you start to stand for yourself and you're like, fuck, okay, I need to create this reality. Even if things are shit right now, I would rather literally be delusional and just put myself out there and just expect good things to come. And the more that I have found myself in this delusional headspace of like, money's going to come. Why, why would I do a job I don't want to do? You know, or this thing's going to happen. Why would I feel like I have to go tonight or I have to see this person right now? Why would I have a scarcity mindset around it? Who fucking cares? If it's for me, it'll come to me, whatever. And that might seem delusional, but I don't know. It's been working. That shit's been working. And you can take it down to like manifestation or um, back to what we talked about earlier, like that, um, what's the word? Confirmation bias that your brain does on a regular basis. If you tell yourself, I'm a piece of shit, or if you tell yourself, I'm not a good employee, or if you tell yourself, I'm not a good friend, or, oh, you know, I'm so lazy. If you tell yourself this shit, your brain is going to go, yep, here you are. And here's a bunch of examples of it. We're going to make sure that we confirm this thing that we believe. So if you sit here and you believe shit about yourself, your reality is going to be shit until you start to figure out, oh, I actually have the power to change this. I don't have to be lazy. I can put things in place to get me to stay accountable. You know, I, I'm not bad at, at my job. I'm not a bad employee. Maybe I don't work as hard as I used to because I'm going through X, Y, Z, but that doesn't make me bad. And these are the ways that I'm actually going to start to improve that or whatever. You know, there's so many ways that you can look at this and say, my reality doesn't have to be my reality. A lot of the time we struggle with relationships because we perceive people to be mad at us or we perceive people to not want to hang out with us. Oh, why would they even want to hang out with me? I'm so boring. If you think that shit about yourself, that's going to translate into your relationships, i.e. you're going to teach people to treat you like you're fucking boring. Do you know what I mean? Like it all ties in together. You have so much more control. And the thing is, is a lot of the time we don't want to believe that we have control over our lives because that means that we have to make choices. We actually have to take responsibility. We actually have to stand for ourselves and choose to do the things that we want to do. And that's a lot harder than just living the life we're living right now. We would rather not be accountable. We would rather not have choice. So we like to believe, well, this is just the way things are. No, oh, this is just the way I was raised. Oh, well, it's not like I have all the money in the world. But if I did, if I did, you would say, oh my God, I would do this. I would do this. I would use it. I would go here. I would go, you know, I would have the best blah, 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 blah. Bullshit. If you had more money, you'd just be doing the same shit at a different level. Like that's how it is. You know what I mean? If you had that perfect relationship, if you weren't at a place where you were willing to communicate with someone who maybe was a little bit better or more, you know, your dream person, 
you would still just be communicating poorly with like a different person. Like we need to choose. We need to choose to move forward and do the things that we want to do. And that starts with how you perceive your life. Do you perceive your situation as unchangeable? Do you perceive that you are stuck? Because if you think that you are stuck, you are going to stay stuck until you choose to change what you think, what you believe, how you act, where you go, what you do. And until you change it, you will stay there. I say this, of course, because I'm talking to myself and I've had so many situations where I've been like, oh, I could never do that job or I could never go into this thing. And I just thought, who's going to listen to me? Even the fucking podcast, bro. You listening right now, I think that's crazy. (laughs) When I first started my podcast, I was like, who wants to listen to me talk for an hour? About what? Who cares? But now I'm like, oh, shit. Like people actually like it and they feel like it helps them and whatever. And I've received, you know, amazing messages from people and I've I've been blown away and I literally, you guys have no idea how much the messages that you've sent through to me has really just made my day and kept me going and whatever. It's, it's crazy to me. But when I first started it, it was really hard for me. And I thought, oh, I don't really know if anybody's going to want to, but I still said, you know what? I'm going to choose to do it because what do I have to lose, right? Let's fucking be delusional. Let's assume that this shit goes really well right? You know, let's assume that people are going to love it because if they don't, then what do I lose? Oh, people think I'm lame for having a podcast. Well, whatever. <laughs> Fuck, who cares? People think I'm cringe. I don't know. If I, I literally saw a TikTok this week that was like, bro, you think I care that I'm cringe? I wanted to die. You know what I mean? I wanted to, I wanted to not be here. So if I'm going to choose this shit, you think I care about being cringe? No, but I had to get to that point. And at first, yes, it was scary, but I had to make that choice. I had to make that choice. And I felt the exact same way about doing TikTok. And I felt the exact same way about becoming a Pilates instructor. Cause I was like, I'm not used to being in front of people. And I don't know, why would anyone think that, you know, I should be trusted or why, why would anyone want me to teach them how to work out or whatever? I don't know. I just felt like shit about myself. But I had to choose every time to be like, well, whatever. Fuck. What do I have to lose? Just go for it. Just go for it. What's going to happen? And sometimes you just have to put yourself out there and you just have to perceive things as better than they are or see that you can be a bigger person or just have this genuine hope or faith or trust or whatever that there is a better version of you out there. And if you're going to create that, you have to do it bit by bit. And that's going to be hard. Number seven, which is actually something we've kind of already talked about, is becoming your authentic self is key to seeing expansion happen in your life. You will not succeed if you're trying to be something that you are not. And I do want to add to this. I feel like I see this so much as people being like, oh, this person is famous for this thing. Let's go look at their steps to how they got there and let's just recreate that. And I get that you can learn from people who are doing the things you want to do. And I would absolutely encourage you, learn from those people. Don't be jealous of those people. Don't distance yourself from people that are doing better than you. You know what I mean? Don't see people as a threat. There's enough space for everyone here, okay? There's enough space for anyone, everyone in in whatever industry you are in. Stop seeing people as like competition. Start to see them as friends, start to see them as mentors, start to see them as people that you can look up to and genuinely respect and learn from. It is so much more worth it to learn from those people than to try to mimic those people. I think it's good to do things in a similar way that they do. Like maybe you want to start a business and you're like, oh, maybe they can like help me learn to start a business or whatever. But that doesn't mean looking at a specific Instagram post and like recreating the same graphic as them. That means like finding your version of that. And when you try to stick to just trends or just, you know, what's popular, you know, micro trends, all those things, 
it just is so fleeting. But if you can create something that is truly you, people latch on to it because people latch on to authenticity and people being themselves. If you're not going to be yourself, people will go, oh yeah, she's pretty or oh yeah, I know her or oh yeah, like she's funny or whatever. But people won't go, oh wow, no, like she's so like, you know, she's so cool. Like I really trust her. I feel like I, I know her really well. It's like, she's like my bestie. You know what I mean? Like people won't feel that connection to you. Like Emma Chamberlain, for example, is a really good example. She is someone who is so just herself and she doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't give a fuck. All of her videos recently are so different. She just changed up her whole style. Boom. Just like that. Fuck you guys. I want to do what I want to do. And she's killing it. She's killing it. She's modeling, doing all this shit now, you know, and she's always just been that. She's always been herself. Even as like a very famous, very wealthy person now, she is still relatable because she is herself. And that's a really good example of someone. And when you see people that do become, say, famous, for example, and they don't stay true to who who they are, they become so not relatable so quickly and they just fall off the radar because they don't stay true to who they are. And I think it's so necessary even to do this in relationships, in every part of your life. If you are creating this version of you for a situation, you're not going to last in it and it's not going to be worth your time. All right. Last but not least, number eight, it is so important to be present. Start to think about what it means to be present for you. This is something, it's one of those things that, you know when you like read a sign like at like Walmart or Kmart, wherever you are, and it's like live, laugh, love. It's like one of those signs where it just says like a statement and you're like, oh my God, lame. Like obviously you would never buy it, you know? But then something happens in your life and you're like, damn, when people say blah, 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 this is what they mean. Like they actually aren't just saying shit. Like that actually does have a deep meaning. Wow, damn. One of those moments, that's what this is for me. And this is something I've only really realized in the last year is this feeling of being present. I think I used to live a lot in the future and I also lived a lot in the past. I had a big mix. I lived in the past in the sense of I would look at situations from the past that were really good and I would romanticize them and think my life used to be so much better, right? Like I definitely did that when I was in Australia and I didn't have any friends. I was like, fuck, my life at home was so much better. I had all these friends, you know, whatever. But I wasn't happy in so many other ways, you know? But you look back and you see the good and you think it's so good. Or I look back at the past and say, wow, that was so bad, that thing that happened to me in school or that thing that happened to me in my childhood or you know that thing was so bad but then you take out all the good stuff because your brain is just coming up with conclusions and misremembering and our brains are fucked once you start to realize how like not well wired your brain is you're like oh shit like okay we gotta like we gotta rein it in we gotta figure out what's going on and um yeah I think I lived in the past in that way and I lived in the future a lot too in the sense of you know I'm not gonna be happy until I have the things I want to have or I'm not gonna be happy until I reach like X amount of money per year and then I'm going to be, you know, financially stable and I don't even have to think about money and I'm not going to be happy until then. And it was this idea of like, it's okay if I'm not happy right now. I'm just going to work really hard until I am happy one day. And I just came to this realization eventually where I was like, life is ups and downs. It's like life is a roller coaster. (laughs) You will have really high moments and you may you know, have an amazing, amazing moment in high school, but then you might have really, really low moments just after that. But then you might have a way higher moment 10 years later, but then things might kind of chill out for a little bit again. And that's fine. And life is going to happen that way. And instead of trying to grow a little bit every single year to the point that when you're like 80, you're going to be like a fucking like (laughs) gold star member on earth. Like 
just understand that that's not how life works. And life is so impermanent and situations are so impermanent and relationships are so impermanent. And that's not all relationships, but a lot of relationships. And it's worth not stressing over like keeping everything forever or working towards becoming a perfect like being. Because obviously that's not going to happen. Being present means that you actually get to figure out what your emotions are doing in real time. It means that you actually get to come to conclusions that are actually healthy and safe and appropriate for your current situation because you're actually there experiencing it. And I find that you're able to get through things a lot quicker because your brain is just working better. Like you're there in the moment. And this might sound, this might not connect with people. If you're good at this, then (laughs) good for you. Then you have no idea what's going on right now. But if you aren't, you know what I'm talking about. That feeling of just disconnecting yourself from situations in your life because you're like, oh, that's a lot to handle. Ways that you might be coping with this is drinking or smoking or being with friends constantly or being on your phone constantly or doing anything that distracts you from having to actually think about what is going on in your life and a lot of us do it and it's so easy to do now it is so easy to do because your phone is there all the time and people are going out and you're around friends and you know it's very normal and like very common for people even joke about being scared to be alone or not wanting to be left in their thoughts and all that shit because it's relatable because people are going through it and slowing down and becoming present is so worth it. And ways that you can do this, I think for me, it's just been journaling has really helped me. If I ever feel like frazzled, (laughs) if I ever feel anxious or just like, like I can't quite figure out my thoughts sitting down and just writing it down. Some people like to do this in like a dear diary kind of way, but that's not me. I usually just kind of like jot note it unless I feel like I need to like write something to someone that I know I wouldn't actually want to say to them. Then then it can be a bit more dramatic, um, but generally it's a bit more jot pointy and it just really helps me. I think another one is like meditation for sure, um, being able to slow down and do that every so often. I actually don't meditate as much as I would like to, um, but I know it's amazing for my brain and when I need it, I do use it and it does really help me. Um, another one for me, instead of like a guided meditation, I always listen to, it's called, it's called binaural beats. I don't know if you guys uh, know anything about that. Uh, but it's like basically just music that goes like, and there's like birds tweeting and shit. It's great. And it's basically just like music. So your brain can go, ah and just have a little moment. And it's really nice. It's really, really nice. So I'd recommend that for sure. Get on those binaural beats. Maybe I'll leave a little playlist or something for you in the podcast notes for fun. Um, But, you know, I think just slowing down and being present in yourself is so important first and foremost, but then also doing that in your relationships and checking in and actually having conversations with people about what's happening in their brains and just being there in your day and taking a moment every day to be like, today is the only day that I'm going to do today. And I can choose right now to make it good or I can choose to feel like shit. And a lot of the time you don't think you have choice or at least you don't want to think you have choice. So you don't put in the effort to get out of bed and do the shit that you need to do, but it is worth it at the end of the day because you know, you're going to feel better if you just get that shit done. And if that's that's you right now and you got to do that laundry that you're looking at on the floor, do that goddamn laundry, okay? Do that shit. Stop putting it on your to-do list. Get that shit done. Anyways, I have some laundry I got to go do, so no, I'm just kidding. But I am done. That's it. 
thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you feel enlightened. Um, thank you so much for requesting uh, my thoughts on life. Uh, but here it is. So you asked for it. Right? I mean, if you're going to ask for it, you're going to get it. And that that does leave me to say to you that if you want me to talk about anything specific on the podcast, hit me up. Hit me up. I have my little ideas notes, and I just keep that shit open, open and ready. So if you are wanting me to talk about God, who knows what, just throw me that shit, and we'll see. Uh, thank you so much. If you guys want to follow, follow or don't. I don't know. If you want to. Huh. And then if you want to find me, go to the little linkies below and hit me up. And if you want to talk about anything that we talked about today, if you disagree with me, please, please talk to me. Anyways, you can do that. And that's it. That's it. Oh, also, we have a Facebook group, if you didn't know. It's called the She Said What Podcast Group on Facebook. There's like a, oh, just over 100 of us on there now. It's kind of cute, cute little, cute little family space. And people just post in there and ask for advice. And it's a cute little, fun little, you know, little space. So come find us on there. And that's everything. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time, guys. Episode next week. I swear to God, it's going to happen. All right, great. Thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm.